Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alpha Males. Welcome back to your virtual tribe, the Alpha Male Podcast. We talk about what it means to be a man the right way. We don't apologize for it because we are made in the image of God, strong, dominant, and in control. Today we're going to talk about lessons learned from my actual recent bug out. Before we get into that, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review of the podcast. If you want to check out stuff while you're listening, go to goodshepherdtraining.com. I'll plug in the bio, skip around 3 minutes and 45 seconds if you want to skip the bio. We'll get into the show topic. First and foremost, I am a servant of God, preacher, a fisher of men. God is number one in my life and everything that I do in this podcast is no different and I don't apologize for that. A little bit about me in the background, I grew up. I guess what you would consider a heathen. Didn't grow up a Christian. But I grew up in the southeastern United States. What most would consider very poor. Hunting and fishing and shooting. Joined the Marine Corps at 17. Did a couple of combat tours in Iraq. After my combat tours in Iraq. I was an urban warfare instructor for the United States Marine Corps under Mojave Viper. I also served in law enforcement for several years in LAPD. I worked patrol assignments and more specialized assignments. Where by God's grace, he got me through some nasty places in this world of war zones. And some of the nastiest streets in the country. Not because I am better, because God chose to have mercy on me and had a purpose for me. And I'm thankful for that. After my time in law enforcement, I was a private contractor for federal government, for a three-letter government agency. I won't specify doing private contracting work. I'm very much involved in guns and gunfighting. I also served in the U.S. Army, both full-time and part-time National Guard. I should say my primary MOS is in both branches of the military or infantry as of one sort or another. Specialized infantry in the Marine Corps and an MOS that no longer exists. I started competition shooting even before I joined the Marine Corps at 17. I won my first gold medal even before I joined the Marine Corps at 17. I've been blessed by God with the talents he's given me to win more shooting competitions than I can remember. I've won most of my competitions in rifle and pistol, but I've also competed in archery and shotgun and even muzzleloader, knife throwing, hatchet throwing. I've competed in all that. I've also been a professional big game hunter and guide. Like I said, I grew up hunting and, and fishing and shooting. I've done it to put meat on the table because I like to put food on the table with the talents God's given me. I don't apologize for that. I've done it as a professional hunter and guide. I've slain all manner of beast and guided for all manner of beast. Bear and wolf and elk and deer, mule deer, white-tailed deer. I've slain ram and fallow deer and countless animals. 
And I don't apologize for that either. FBI certified firearms instructor, NRA, and a bunch of other three-letter government agency certifications. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, Psalm 144. I've been blessed to be the commander of a tactical team, an SRT special response team in a large metropolitan area where our primary job was to stop active shooters. But again, first and foremost, I'm a servant of God, called by God to share the good news, preacher, a fisher of men. With that, we will roll into the day's topic. All right, Alphas, are you ready to talk about bug out actual? I had a recent actual bug out experience where I legit had to bug out. If you didn't listen to the episode where I talked about it right after I actually did it and it was fresh, you can go back and give that a listen. But to recap, I was at the gym working out, got an alert to say that our area was under set status to be ready to evacuate due to wildfires. A few minutes later, we got a notice that it was mandatory or emergency evacuation, I think was the words they said. Emergency evacuate now for the area just north of us. And a few, just a few minutes after that, it was the area that I live in. Emergency evacuation for a wildfire, and it was right where we live. Uh, not to share too much, but I live in northern Arizona on the border of a 1.8 million acre national forest that I believe connects to another very large national forest. So we actually had to bug out. Now that some time has passed and we are back and I'm back at working and things like that, I thought it'd be a good time to have some circumspection and go back and see things done right, see things done wrong. If you were in the military, you might call this an after action review. And I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I want to be honest with you, man. We're a tribe. Part of, you know, being in a tribe and being in a community is trusting each other. So if I screwed something up, I'm going to let you know about it. Before we get into the things screwed up, I just want to give glory to God. You know, obviously, if you've listened to this for any length of time, you, you'll know what I believe. And I believe that every breath that I take is a gift from God. Everything that I own and possess is only by God's leave, only because he allows me to. The fact that we escaped this and had a short exodus and were taken care of and fine. You know, that just goes to show that God provides. With that, let's get into the needs improvement category on the bug out actual. The number one thing is, uh, you guys don't know, my gym's only a few miles away from my house. I'd say between five and 10 miles away. As soon as that be ready or be on standby or whatever that first order was, Whenever that first came out, I should have just went home. I could have worked out at home. We have a home gym. It wouldn't have probably been as good a workout, but it would have been fine. And if nothing would have happened, you know that, it is what it is. It was my my one day off besides Sabbath rest day. I could have just went home and finished my workout from home, but I didn't. I stayed. And what happened there is that even though it was only a few minutes from that to when they gave the evacuation order, the roads were already shut down. I had to do some pretty creative maneuvering to get up to the roadblock. And I looked at the guy square in the face and I told him the truth. And I said, hey, my wife's there. I got to go get her. I live right there. And I pointed to like where I live. And he let me through and a lot of other people weren't getting through. And I'm very thankful for that. 
I thank God for that. And I thank him for that. That was a, a nice thing for him to let me go get my wife and our things. But for needs improvement, I should have just left when the advisory just came out. I should have done a real quick risk versus reward analysis and decided to go home earlier. That way I wouldn't have had to deal with the roadblock because it took me quite a bit longer to get home than it should have. The other big needs improvement is I was at the gym my day off working out and I knew my cell phone battery was low. And I was like, ah, I'm working out. It's my day off. I'll charge it when I'm done. No big deal. That was the wrong answer. So my cell phone was, I think, like 20%. And then the alerts started coming out, and my wife started calling me, and that quickly drained the battery. I remember looking down and seeing it at 4%, which is pretty low. And I went to plug it in, and guess what? That was the time that I realized that my little charging adapter that plugs into the car wasn't working. Again, needs improvement. At that, I should have never let it get that low. We have an SOP, my wife and I, standard operating procedure. We fill up our tank when it gets below half. We try and keep our tanks above half when we come home. If it's below that, we fill it up. That's kind of our standard operating procedure. It's even easier to do that with a cell phone. You know, if your cell phone's at, I don't know, pick a percent, 50%, 40%, 30%. I should actually set an SOP for us where if the cell phone gets below that certain amount, you charge it. Because again, you never know. That's a needs improve. I should not have let my cell phone get that low. Here's another thing. I finally do get home, get around the roadblock, and my wife has one car key. She has two. She's got one to like unlock the car, but she's got a newer vehicle than mine that has a little chip where the key has to have the chip to turn the car on, and those are pretty expensive. And we have one of those for her car. And guess what? In the middle of the panic and the bug out, we could not find her key. Everything was ready. And we had a bunch of stuff loaded in the front seat of my car because the plan was I was taking our camper. If you don't know, we live in a toy hauler. We live small. I'd say we live concise. And she was going to take the dog and herself and we were going to meet at her pre-designated bug out location. Well, guess what? We got everything loaded up and she could not find her car key. So I was rapidly throwing stuff out of the front seat of my car because she was going to jump in. And if she didn't find it quick, we were just going to leave her car. And let it let it be. Let it go. It's just a car. It can be replaced. We were running close on time. The fire was like literally right there. If you see the pictures, it was danger close. Anyway, the thing there is, even though those keys are expensive, we need to have a spare key for her car. That's not the first time that's happened. That's just the first time that it's happened where it was an emergency. But if we hadn't found her key, you know, we just had to leave her car with all the stuff in it. Which wouldn't have been a giant deal. We would have been safe. But it would have been a big deal. And that could have all been prevented by having an extra key. Alright, that's for the needs improved. Now for the things done well by God's grace. And I'm going to give God all the credit and all the glory. For all the things and the diligence and preparedness mindset. And the being able and being willing to watch and be ready. I give God the credit for that. But things we did well. We live our life. In a manner as to always watch and be ready. I don't know if it's going to be a wildfire or riots or civil unrest or whatever. But I kind of have this rule um, that if we can't fit it in our vehicles, I don't own it. I want everything that I own to be able to fit in the vehicle. That's how we live. We are semi-nomadic. I'm not saying that's for everybody. But that's that made it pretty easy to get up and go. When a lot of people around here lost their homes and a lot of stuff. The fact that we live life ready to go 
made it easy to get out. Um, quite a few homes were lost in this fire. Just the overarching that we live our lives in a manner ready to go. The next big victory was that my wife called as soon as that alert came out and asked me what to do. And I told her to get the, we call it a camper, it's a toy hauler, but to get our house ready to get all the jacks out, uh, cranked up from under it so you can actually pull it. If you don't know, you can't just pull a camper if it's, you know, set up stationary. I told her, get all that ready, get all the utilities unplugged, things like that. And it took me a while to get home because of the roadblock. I wasn't really able to help her the way that I wish that I could have because of the roadblock. Again, that went up in minutes. But by God's grace, when I got home, she did more than I asked. Everything was ready to go. All we had to do was back the the Hummer up. This is what I drive to tow the, tow the toy hauler and to get it lined up and get it set up. We didn't even bother with the chains or anything. We just threw the ball on there so we could get out of there. And she had all that ready and then some. She had extra water ready. She had extra water for the camper ready, extra water for the vehicles ready. She did fantastic. And I'm going to give, again, God the credit and give her the credit. And then give myself a little bit of credit because I took the time before an emergency happened to show her how to do all the stuff. You know, how to fill the tanks, how to empty the tanks, how to raise the jacks. My wife knows how to do all that. You know, I'm not like the alpha male that's like, hang on, little lady, I'll do everything. It's great. You should. That's a good attitude that you can do everything. But what if you're not there? What if you're shot in the leg? What if you're stuck at a roadblock? You need to teach people. Part of being an alpha male is teaching those around you and delegating. And she handled that crisis amazingly well. And I'm sure it helped that we had gone over that before and done that before. And I had showed her that before. You know, every time I wasn't like, well, you just sit back and let me back up the truck and hook up the trailer and pull up the jacks and do all the stuff. No, I showed her what to do, and it it was really handy that when I got there, everything was ready to go. Another big victory in this actual bug out. Um, if you listen before, I just did a baby bug out bag episode, but I keep my bug out bag, my little baby bug out bag. Generally, it rides shotgun or center console, and my big bug out bag rides behind the seat. So I told you the cell phone fiasco. I told you that my charging cable for the car wasn't working. Well, in the baby bug out bag, by God's grace, there is a backup battery, like for extra charges, so I can charge it on the go, and a universal charging cable with a bunch of different adapters. Well, I hooked that up, and that actually worked. So my nav worked. I was able to communicate with the wife. You know, so that all worked. So contingencies, having that little baby bug out bag ready, having that whole two is one, one is nothing. If I don't only had the one cell phone charging cable in my car and that one adapter, I'm not even sure which component wasn't working, but it wasn't working. If I'd have relied on just that one charging cable, I probably would have lost my cell phone. It was at 4%, and that was at the very beginning of when we were bugging out. So contingencies, having your bug out bag ready and knowing what's in it. The next big thing is that we had a predetermined bug out location. We had discussed it. We had it saved in our phones as bug out camp or bug out location. So we had that. We knew where we were going. When I said we're going, you know, I said we're going. She knew where we were going. We had two designated routes. I picked one. She knew what I was talking about. She knew how to get there. My wife is actually better at directions than I am. But she knew. She knew where we were going. We had stayed there before. We had camped out there before. We had a predetermined bug out location. You know what a huge stress relief that is when you don't have to 
when people's houses are burning down and everything's in chaos and mass exodus from a location, you don't have to worry about where you're going because you know where you're going. And that switches from worrying about where you're going and how to get there to just getting there because you know where you're going. Having a predetermined bug out location or two, but like I would call it a close bug out location, which is where we went. And having a couple of other bug out locations, depending on the scenario. That really was a blessing to know where we were going and not stress out about it. Know what we needed when we got there. Know that we had everything we needed when we got there. Going back to the main overarching thing. Like I said, my wife and I live our life hopefully watching and being ready. And part of that is we live semi-on-grid and semi-off-grid, and we have no problem living off-grid. We do for chunks of time, live off-grid. Even now, when we're in our living location, I would say we're semi-on-grid. We can get access to water, and we can get access to solar power um, and get hooked up to the grid if we need to. But I wouldn't say we're fully on-grid. We have no problem going off-grid. So practice that. You know, there is a biblical feast that you're commanded to keep called the Feast of Tabernacles. Where for several days every year, you're commanded to go and camp out. Do you really want the first time you have to actually bug out to be the only time you and your family has ever lived off a grid? Or do you want it to be kind of like a routine thing? Like, yeah, we're, we're going to the spot we go to. I'm going to go out and scout some dove spots and I'm going to do some podcasting. And by God's grace, I'm going to jump in a creek and take a bath because I know where all that stuff is. Because that's just kind of the life that we live. For it is written, we are all strangers and pilgrims on the earth. This earth is not our home. We seek a heavenly country. So don't be afraid to be a stranger and a pilgrim on the earth. And again, you know, live life ready and don't let the only time you ever go and live off grid be the time that people's houses are burning and communities are burning. And I felt bad saying this when people asked me, but. By God's grace, this, I'm going to call it a mini exodus that we did. It was like a vacation to us. It was amazing. I got to see my wife all week. Um, I got to go hiking in the woods, I think probably every day with the dog and do some hunting and foraging. Do some, some good shooting by God's grace. I found a new place to set up as a shooting range. Got to hike some areas uh, that I had never seen before. Got to see some beautiful, amazing things. And honestly, it was probably less stress than a regular work week, which kind of gets me circumspecting as to whether I'm in the right line of work or not. But that's something I'll pray about over this next couple of months and figure out what God has in store for the future. All right, man. Before we get into the tactical tip of the day, I want to remind you to check out goodshepherdtraining.com. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. It's kind of your one-stop shop. If you feel called to support this message, not just to be a bystander, but to be an active participant, go to the Patreon link on there. That gives you access. You can message me pretty much anytime. I talk to the patrons, I would say on a daily basis, except for Sabbath, I take a break and rest. But they ask me a question, they communicate with me on there, and you can too if you want to. The number one reason I want you to support on Patreon is because you believe in the message, you want to support it and grow it. Because these are free to listen to, and I like it that way. There should be no barrier for this. But they're not free to produce and put out. So if you want to support, consider going to Good Shepherd Training and the Patreon link. I probably don't 
push it enough, but there's a lot of cool stuff on there. There's stuff for just a patron, some pretty cool practical shooting drills on there. Again, they get to talk with me and a really cool thing that we started recently. There's a group chat that we have on Facebook where we, it's not just me, it's everybody helping everybody. That's part of this virtual tribe. That's one of the reasons I want this to be a thing is that we can help and strengthen each other and get together as alpha males. And we don't have to apologize for it because we get it. You're around men that get it. If you want to be part of that, again, goodshepherdtraining.com and Patreon. Also on there, there's some cool alpha male merch. I almost never mention that, and it's probably going to go away soon because it's just more money to produce and, and do everything, and it's, then it's not a good return on investment. So if you want to get it, I don't know when it's going to go away, but I would get it now. If you don't know, this is not the only podcast. If you like the tactical and gun stuff or are interested in getting into it, check out Gunfighter Life pretty much self-explanatory and if you care about the really important stuff simple man sermons the preachings of a simple man called by god to share the good news of jesus christ all right with that you've waited long enough let's get into the tactical tip of the day the tactical tip of the day is going to be more of a short segment this time because i think it's important so as you Listen to the bio if you did. You know that I served in the U.S. Marine Corps and the U.S. Army. Primary MOS in both was infantry, specialized infantry in the Marine Corps, just regular infantry in the Army. But I was also, for a time, in 1st Cavalry. Um, 19 kilos is what I was assigned. That's tanks, if you don't know. And one thing that they love to do is PMCS. And that's basically a maintenance check on your vehicle. Anybody that's been in the Army that's done anything with any kind of motors will know, um, probably roll their eyes, but preventative maintenance checks and services. And routinely, we would go out and just spend the day not even turning anything, just inspecting vehicles. And I know if you're a survivalist, if you're a prepper, you're all about guns and all that stuff, and I love that, and I love guns. And I have a whole other podcast called Gunfighter Life where we nerd out about the ballistic advantage of this thing over that thing and this feature versus that feature. And this gun's cool because. But are you inspecting your vehicle? Like I said, live your life ready to go. Is your vehicle ready to go? And I'll be honest, I don't love this. I really don't like driving. I know a lot of men do, but I don't like it at all. Um, but I try because I know it's important to keep my vehicle ready. I have things that am I my daily driver and bug out vehicle. It's all in one. You know, I drive a 2003 Hummer H2, which 2003 is getting on 20 years old. It requires some maintenance. It has some leaky things. Um, I'm aware of that. I check those. And because of that, when it came time, didn't really have to worry about anything because, I mean, something could always happen. You could always have a freak accident. But I knew the belts were good because I check them, replace them. I know that, you know, the oil amount is right. I know that. I know, you know, like I said, the power steering fluid is probably good because it's not been too long since I checked it. I know the tires are good. All that stuff. You don't want to find that out that your battery's not working and your battery dies. In fact, I had just done some battery maintenance a few days before because I had noticed some funny things. That would have been a bad time for my car not to start. Um, but I knew that. And I had done the maintenance on it. So when it came time, by God's grace, it was ready to go. 
that 20-year-old Hummer is not the most reliable, but I stay on it by God's grace. And even though I don't like to and don't really care about it, you know, I change my oil regular. Uh, I know the brakes are good. I know, like I said, barring some weird thing happening, the primary systems are running okay. And that's important for you. Whatever vehicle you drive, I don't care if it's a Prius. I don't care if it's a moped. It needs to be ready to go. You're better bugging out with a moped that you know is dependable and and will turn on and get you where you need to go than a brand new Lexus that has electronic problems that doesn't start half the time it won't and won't move. Just like with a defensive gun, it needs to be reliable. It needs to go off when you pull the trigger. Your vehicle needs to be ready to go and it needs to be dependable. So make sure you're staying up on your vehicle maintenance. I know it's not as cool, it's not as hip. It's not, a, did I just use the term hip? I did. But um, I know it's not as cool. I know it's not as tactical as, you know, the cool next gun thing. But it it's really important. So stay up on your vehicle maintenance. That's your tactical section of the day. PMCS your vehicle. Make sure it's ready to go as much as it depends on you. Again, any freak accident can happen. You can get an accident driving to your bug out location. It happens. And that's going to bring us to the tactical verse of the day. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You'll find that in the book of Philippians. If God is with you, even in the midst of a chaotic situation, you can have peace and a sound mind. Brings to mind another tactical verse. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And again, if you know that God is with you and you know that he answers your requests because you serve him and listen and obey him and are called and saved by the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, if you know that God is on your side, then you're not afraid. The creator and sustainer of the universe is with you. With that, man, I want to say thanks for listening and have a blessed day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.